Can I just say, um, touch a touch a touch me, where just Susan mm. just takes off all mm. her she clothes. She is so hot. Mm. <laughs> she has aged oh, like Oh yeah. Wine. Amen, brother. Start the intro. All right. Ticket stubs. Ticket stubs. Episode four. There, that's that's the intro. That was the worst four. thing ever. Nope. You know what? It gets better and better every episode, and that's what yeah. we are. The new episode of Ticket Snubs. Is the goal to rickroll the audience? No. No. Do y'all no. hear the pretty birds outside? Not okay, really. let's continue. Let's start. We're gonna keep going. So, uh, welcome back to another episode of Ticket Snubs. We got the usual crew here. It's me, PJ. We got John Giffy Cafardo. Giffy Cafardo, say hi. John. Do we have John give you? Well, all right. So we got the usual crew here. John, say hello once more. Oh, he's stealing my intro. Uh, we have Cam. Hello. We have Rama. Hey, due to popular belief, I'm not a furry. Uh, okay. Oh my. We have the intro stealer Andres. Um. <laughs> so uh, I will refute Rama's claim because. I have cut out 30 minutes of worth of furry dialogue. If you want me to release it, <laughs> comment down below, release the furry cut. Release the furry, furry cut. cut. Furry cut. Furry cut. <laughs> Alright, so before we get into today's debate, which is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World versus The Rocky Horror Picture Show 1975, we will be discussing our recommendation from last week from Andres, which is Burning. Now, Andres, tell us a little bit about Burning. Let's get this conversation started. Okay, so... Hello. Burning is a 2018 South Korean film directed by Lee Chang Dong, I think. Yeah. And it's basically about a guy who loves a girl but finds out that she's dating an, a much more attractive and mysterious rich man. Sort of like a Jay Gatsby type. And then the movie just becomes an amazing mystery, in my opinion. So uh, let's just go down the list. and Or go, go, let's go down each other. No. Start. I want to start. I said I. All right. Let's start. Let's start with Rayma and her thoughts on the film. Okay. Okay. So, for starters, I kept complaining about how much I hated the beginning of the movie. Like I genuinely wanted to rip my head off. It doesn't get good until like an hour, an hour, like ten minutes. I agree. It doesn't get good until you get that phone call, and shit just hits the fan. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I, I mean, think... it doesn't get good until the scene where she's dancing in the, I, the sunset. Um, oh, sorry. Can... The scene where she dances, I was like, what is happening now? <laughs> yeah, no, I was really confused then. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that she took off her clothes, and then I was like, boobs. Wow, boobs. <laughs> oh my god. So I think definitely the movie is, like, up for everyone's interpretation. But I was going through Reddit, you know, because I'm a simp. Um, okay. And and one of the things that I like that really helped me put my stuff together was someone who shared similar views with me. And one of the things that I noticed immediately was his greenhouse comment and my first message to Andres was is she the greenhouse? Aww. And she was and she was. <sighs> I to me, to me, I think so. I think that Ben didn't really murder her and i think she killed herself instead um oh. because she consistently talks about how much she wants to disappear 
And I think that phone call was the last message that she wanted to give to Duke. But she doesn't speak, and you hear everything just going around in the background um, because she loses courage to speak. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. Like, she would always call. She would always call and not say anything. Yeah. So I think that she was more afraid of dying not about the fact that you know she was gonna just disappear but the fact that she knew she was gonna kill herself soon um and i think that's why she went to africa just to find some sort of meaning in her life the great hunger but, right? yeah yeah, yeah and the then she hunger. wouldn't stop talking about it because it just impacted her so yeah. much and that's why um, she did the dance i think yeah. i think yeah. ben's position is the fact that he's like how wealthy he is and everything i think that his job is to push someone to death especially because you know like he's in a great position in his life but Hamie and sue are literally like you know not there and going back to the greenhouse comment he basically thinks that she's useless you know like she has no point and purpose of being in society so his job would be to encourage people low lives or like for for him to kill themselves to push them to that edge and i think um one of the comments that i like connected together was the fact that when he says he was always jealous of um sue i think it was because he's doing such a hard job trying to convince Amy to kill herself that he feels very disrespected and very hurt that she still only trusts sue because of all the hard work that she, he's putting in to help her accomplish the goal and get rid of her fear of killing herself. Simp. Yeah. Um, But, of course, Sue doesn't know any of this, and his automatic thought is he murdered her because of all the necklaces and, like, jewelry he has, but I feel like those jewelry and everything are just victims of suicide. Like, those are people that he pushes to suicide. Um, And, yeah. That was my intake. Okay. Well, I think, I, I think for right now, <laughs> yeah, I, I think but, right now we should focus more on our like our thoughts of the quality of the film, and then we'll move on to like further discussion the interpretation. Yeah, I was gonna say it was phenomenal <laughs> because of that. <laughs> that was my wow. interpretation. Sorry. Yeah, my my take was not as in depth um, as Rayma's, but that opened up a lot for me to think about. I didn't think yeah. of any of that. So that's awesome. But like the main question right now that I want to hammer on is, did you like the film or not? Um, I'll I'll go first. Um, at first I was like, eh, like it took me a while to get into it. It took me like two days to watch, but I don't. That was just me. Um, but like towards the middle, like when she started dancing, I was like, okay, this is getting kind of interesting. And I think the cinematography was impeccable. It was beautiful mm-hmm. all natural but be yeah and the ending i was just i was in shock my mouth was hanging open i was like oh okay but yeah i did not think of it as much as rayma did but i loved it i thought it was cool mr pj yeah what did, what, did, what do you think of burning i mean i started watching it at like 9 a.m today and i kind of fell asleep 20 minutes in but i woke up and i rewinded it and i kept watching and I, I mean, I've, I'm agreeing with Cam. It was, it's a beautiful movie. Cinematography, just like the use of focus, the shifting, especially like I'm, I'm, I keep thinking back to 
when he was like visiting all the greenhouses, the focus would shift from him on the phone to the background. And I was like, oh, this I is such I a didn't good... like that, man. I really I, didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it felt like it was, it was, it, it could have been shorter. I feel like it could have been shorter. Yeah, way shorter. Okay. It, two and a half hours was a lot. It was a lot. Oh, I meant, I meant the, the shot you were talking about. I was not a fan. Really? At all. I mean, if it has some kind of significance to the overall storyline, then sure. But I thought it was just so out of left field that they keep him in frame, completely out of focus for a solid 30 seconds just to show nothing in the background, except a pair of trees. I just thought I was waiting for someone to show up behind him, and I was like, why are they doing (laughs) that? Well, Johnny, like, it alludes to something. Yeah, it was nature porn for the sake of nature porn. Cut to the next shot. Uh, so John, I, I was like, All right. hold on, I didn't finish. Uh, okay, yeah, go. Mm-hmm. I was also really excited. Sorry, I was I like, no, it's all good. No, 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 all good. But I was like, Ben, I knew him from somewhere. <laughs> I was like, what is American actor Steven Yun? Steven Come Yoon, on. I knew I knew him. He's the Union Breaker from Sorry to Bother You. I still haven't seen that. Um, I, like, I like how you choose to pick Sorry to Bother You to be the pretentious film major when you could just say The Walking Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead. That's what I'm going to do. That's how you uh, Okay, so John, what are your thoughts on Burning? Um, I was extremely underwhelmed and very disappointed, to be honest. <laughs> wow. Because um, okay. I have wanted to watch this for two years now. Um, and now watching it, I feel like the payoff was not worth it. Like, the whole ending sequence and everything. I, I just felt like the journey to get there was so unnecessary. And there were certain things where I was like, that is great. You did that really well. That is a really good character arc. That is a really good shot. That is a blah, 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 blah. But, I don't know. It, it's one of those movies where you watch it and you're like, this is a really good condensed, solid movie. But I just didn't like it. Like, you ever watch a movie that's, like, regarded as one of the best movies ever and you just, you're just not really into it? Literally, but, like, yeah. but everyone loves it. That's how I felt with it. It's a really good movie. It just wasn't for me. That's just how I'm, I felt. Like, would you would you like it if it was shorter? Um, yes. I would like it a lot. Yeah, more. Pro- probably. And I, I'm I'm no stranger to long movies. Um, yeah. And I just I feel like just a lot of it was unnecessary. And it was a beautiful looking movie and there are many, many shots where on the surface level you could look at it and be like, oh, that's just a standard shot. But when you look in the technical aspects of what had to go into play to make a shot like that, it changes your mind. Like, especially even just the shots of him on the stairs looking out the window into the town. Like, that might be just a standard shot to someone, but the amount of lighting, like, techniques you have to have to have the way they... I can't explain, I'm sorry. Um... I don't know. It's just it, when you really dig deep down into the technical aspects that make the shot look as good as it is, you create a new appreciation yeah, it's a for it in your mind. Yeah, film, yeah, definitely. Like the the scenes in the sunset uh, by the demilitarized zone in Korea, it yeah. were just gorgeous. And I, I read on IMDb that it took like over a month to do because they only had like about a ten or twenty minute sweet spot when the sun was perfect mm-hmm. for the lighting. But, yeah, not even to mention the the performances oh, too. Oh yeah, the performances are um, fantastic. What's 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 the guy from Walking Dead's name? Uh, Steven Yun. Steven Yun. That's what I thought. Okay, I was gonna call him Glenn for the sake of me being stupid. <laughs> um, so he he was he stole the show in my eyes. Um, oh yeah. And yeah, he was I remember I remember why I was saying this in yes. his review of it too. But it, it is extremely off-putting to hear him speak Korean um, because I, I've only ever heard I him guess. speak English. 
so when he when he came on screen, I was like, oh, this is gonna take a little getting used to. But he definitely stole the show. There's so many little nuances in his performance that just tell a whole separate story, and it just made him feel real. I felt everyone else was kind of like they all did fantastic, but I feel like everyone else was kind of just acting. Whereas with him, I just felt like that is whatever his name is, Stephen Young Glenn. I don't yeah. know. I just felt like that's how he is. For sure. Um, I Don't thought, well, I'm not Adam. Korean, so I don't really know, but I thought his, his, like, the way he spoke was very natural and blended mm-hmm. in with the other Korean, like, the native Korean actors, so I thought that they did a good job of making him organically part of the movie instead of, oh, we have an American actor to boost up uh, box office in America. Can I, yeah. can I add something um, about the Glenn thing? Not, why did I say Glenn? Steven Yeun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I have watched Steven Yeun since, like, the beginning of Walking Dead. And, like, I I never realized that, like, he was also making movies catering to, like, you know, just Korean-based films and everything. But one of the things that I noticed was I was very, very uncomfortable by his character, which is, like, great. Like, it did its job. Um, like, just the way that he would smile and how calm-natured he was with everything. And just how, like, okay and, like, everything was to him. The yawning scene. Yeah. That's the defining moment. It it freaked me out, because it was like, what the, like, who are you? The scene in the bar where he yawns and then just has such a natural reaction to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just feels real he feels too and comfortable everyone else just kind of felt right. like they were on the screen yeah thing about him is that he feels too comfortable in any situation he's in which makes it very off-putting when yeah it, it's just mm. yeah but um so i want to move on to the interpretation and i have a different interpretation than what Rayma had i i mean i thought pretty much the same thing when i first saw it but my second time through just now i i started to think of of jong su as greenhouse because i think, I of, think both of them were i think more more so jong su because oh, okay the greenhouses if you took look at a greenhouse by its its very literal sense it's something that only has one purpose and that is to carry life or to stimulate life by growing plant life in it right so jong su is someone who doesn't really have anything going for him his dad's in prison his mom left him his sister has her own life going on outside of his own circle and the only thing he has is, uh, um, what's her name? I'm blanking out. Uh, his girlfriend. The or... boob lady? Yeah, the hey, boob yes. lady. What's her name? <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking out. It's going, hi, me. Hey, me. Hey, me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, all he has is, hey, me. And I know we make jokes that he's a simp, but, like, that, that's his character. He really yeah. only has that. And when Steven Yun's character, Ben, is talking to him on the, on, like, his front yard during the sunset scene he tells him that he hates greenhouses because they're useless they only have like they're they only have one purpose and they take away essentially greenhouses take away from the entropy of nature because greenhouses they grow plants in a controlled environment which kind of yeah. goes against this idea of survival of the fittest or natural selection where plants are able to grow in chaotic nature environments if that makes sense so i think jong Su's goal is to destroy people... Oh, not jong Su. I think Ben's goal is to destroy people like jong Su, who all they have is one person in their life. And besides that, they're not even a productive member of society. So I do think he killed... Um, Haimi. I do think that. 
But I, I also have to commend the film for doing a great job of giving a lot of plausible doubt in you, how you think Ben plays a role into everything. Because looking at the bracelets, it's really easy to see as, oh, that's a memento a serial killer would take. But also, maybe he's just a really sentimental guy who has a bunch of girlfriends in the past and wants to keep something from them. You know, it, it, it could be very plausibly denied. I thought, I thought, After I, he kills them. Oh man, my girlfriend left and time to take her bracelet. <laughs> yeah. But um my interpretation, I honestly did not have one. I didn't really honestly think of it in depth as much as anyone else. So, but it was a great film. I enjoyed watching it. Except the first part was kind of boring. Yeah, I'll no agree offense. it's slow. Uh, I, yeah. have, I have one other thing with the interpretation part, and that's the idea of of pantomime, right? So in the beginning of the film, uh, Haimi, I keep blanking out, Haimi, is telling Jong Su about pantomime and about how when if you think it's there, then it's there for your brain. Your brain is tricked into thinking it's there. That's also how the film goes about showing Ben and character his Ben's character. So you, as the audience, are put into Jong Su's head, and you're under the impression that he killed her without without necessarily having the proper evidence that he did. Yeah. That. So you're almost, in a way, your brain is pantomimed into thinking that Ben is a killer. That's true. Also, who names he, her cat he... Boyle? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Boyle. <laughs> Um, I kind I got killer vibes from Ben, like, right at the beginning. Like, I don't know. I was just like, this dude seems a little suspicious. When I first watched the movie, I genuinely thought that Ben killed her, and I was like, yeah, it goes to stab him in the gut. Yeah. That and was then a great I was scene, like, by the way. I was yeah, like... That's a scene. Really, really, really. <laughs> I, I, it, it was heartbreaking, you know, to see him, like, trudge away with, like, like, you know how, like, sick he was from, that he just, like, you know, murdered someone. Yeah, he puked And everywhere. he, like, is walking, waddling away naked, but I'm so sorry. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I laughed I was so just hard like, when what? he was waddling away. <laughs> It's cold, bro. So like, what else? It's you cold. Think? I felt so bad because I was like, man, like, so, I'm so sorry that you had to go through. The, like, I'm so sorry. Um, and like, just he just tread waddles. <laughs> uh, John, you were like, saying something? Oh, I was it probably just me being like, who names your cat Boyle? It's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's pretty dumb. But she's a but, fluffy um, girl. Boy, old cat. Boy, old cat. I just want to say, I really, My... I really want to kiss Hamey, so. Nice. Sim uh, My, um, my biggest, uh, problem here is, all of, when, when you guys are now telling me what you interpreted, and it's really interesting to me because I took none of that out of it, but now hearing what you guys took out of it, I want to watch it again, but there is nothing that is drawing me back to wanting to turn it on again right now. Yeah, that first considering half is the just length. Just the first yeah. hour just, and a half. <laughs> yeah, considering the length, considering just... It's just, I don't know, there's nothing that's making me be like, I'm going to turn this on again right now. But I'm very happy that you guys are expressing your viewpoints on it because I don't really want to watch it again, but now I know what it meant. Oh, yeah, I definitely. Didn't, I, well, I didn't even have an interpretation, so it's okay, John. 
I didn't either. Well, I was just I'll give you that shit. the first half is, is I was just like, oh my god, a naked man just killed somebody, and he called his girlfriend a whore, and her cat's name is Boyle. That's all I can <laughs> What a great yeah. film. No, no, but the second half is very well paced, even though it's literally just him walking around, vibing. See, I disagree, I disagree. I know, I, I did think that part was thought, very well paced. For, I don't know, I was I hooked. thought the last, um, I was, okay, so I was waiting for the season 3 Fortnite update at 5am. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so I was watching this movie in the meantime, and <laughs> I went to go check on the update when I had 15 minutes left. And I the update wasn't finished yet, so I turned back on the movie, and the last 10 minutes flew by. Because the yeah. next thing I knew to go check on the update, there was two minutes left in the movie. And I was like, why couldn't the whole movie be like that? <laughs> so, so do you, do you See, think Fortnite clouded your that, judgment? That's what I was saying. That's maybe, what I was maybe. saying to Arthas. <laughs> I don't like slow burns, especially, like, those type of slow burns where it's, like, well, why could, like, I literally had, it's not enjoyable if the entire movie is, like, God, shut the fuck up. Well, Steve, and then, I, uh, and I then the last the ten minutes are, like, guys, bam. Oh, go ahead. Well, see, like, you guys all liked the second half of the movie more. I thought the first 20 minutes was great. Like, I was super hooked into it. The, the I loved the relationship. Fly, they fly by. The first yeah, 20 minutes are great. I did. For sure. I loved I loved the relationship dynamic. I loved the opening shot. I I, I thought everything up until um, Glenn from Walking Dead comes in, <laughs> I, I liked a lot. And then as soon as he came in, I was like, I wonder where this is going. And then is I was that just why really you didn't like it? Because of because of Stephen Yun, is that why you didn't like John? No, I like him. I think he's cool. <laughs> I like kidding. his character. It's hard I'm to kidding. bother you and everything. Now he's I bother you. He's an interesting boy. We gotta TJ, that I remember on. seeing that with you, and you hated it. I did. I absolutely hated that movie. When I loved it, and it. you and Chris Dillon hated it. Wait, and now movie? it's in your top five favorites on Letterboxd. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. It's very good. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, very good it. It's a weird film. Keith, Stephen so Young so talks about noodles Keith in it. That's the only thing I can say his name. What? What's his name? Uh, Lakeith Stainfield? Yeah. I love oh, him. Yeah, I love him. Cool guy. Oh uh, yeah, he Jeez. was great. Uncut in Gems in too. Uncut Gems, yeah. Mm -hmm. Season two. Oh, baby. fun fact: I drove by Adventureland um, <laughs> from Good Time. Didn't know it was that close to me. <laughs> yeah, that's Long Island, that's crazy. bro. I've been there on like summer camps, like in middle school. Yeah, me too. I haven't been there in quite a long time. I wish yeah. I'm also Florida. currently playing with a Nicolas Cage sequence pillow, and I made it half Nicolas Cage and half red, and it looks pretty. Oh. Nice. I just had to throw that out there. Oh, you have Nicolas Cage pillow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait which which Nicolas Cage picture is it? It's just the one where the whole pillow is just an enlarged picture of his face. Oh my god! Is mean, there <laughs> one where it's like him screaming about the bees? Because I I would, no, I would I kill that. someone for that know. for that pillow. I want that. And so, any last comments about Burning? Uh, I thought it was um, an okay movie. I didn't think the first half yeah. was better than the second half. I didn't think the second half was better than the first half. I wouldn't rewatch it. I'd recommend it to people. Solid seven out of ten. Okay. It was good. It was a 7 out of 10 also for me. Wow, you guys went... I gave it a 5. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I mean, it went up for my, me. My, my, my opinion's also just garbage. <laughs> oh. uh, I, I think that... Huh. After all of you saying such poor things... I mean, it's not poor. It's just... It's, it's, it's not I, a movie I for everyone. I didn't say poor things. No, no, I no, liked it's, it's it. Not a, I, I, can understand. I did not like it. Like, I enjoyed it. It was just... poor things about it if you want me to. It was just good. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I can get behind that. I For me, it, it just went wasn't up. for me. It, I went for up from an 8 to a 9 for me. A second viewing. You see, 
my major problem with this movie was that it wasn't in English. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god, CJ. Oh my god, CJ. It's a joke. I love foreign language films. Now you have to release a statement saying that you voted for Parasite. For the I, I did. John knows You have to say you like foreign language. Oh yeah, you were at my house. Yeah, I I got almost every Oscar prediction right last year. Yeah, because... Wait, question, did I? You had, like, um, 17, I had, like, 13. I wasn't too Wait, are we talking about, like, this, the Parasite winning, or well, last PJ, year? PJ said that he doesn't like foreign films. He doesn't like non-English films. I, okay, I made as, a joke. As a joke. <laughs> I made a joke that a problem with burning was that it wasn't in English. But was it a joke, PJ? It was a joke. PJ, we get it that you're from Long Island, but, like, come on. Rayma, you act like you don't live here, too. Come on. I'm eating a chicken parm sandwich, so if you guys just hear me devouring, I'm so sorry. Wow, it is so unprofessional eating while recording, Rayma. Come on. The main thing I want to take out of this episode is why you guys like You liked out again. You're, like, infuriating as you speak. He what? wants to figure out why we like Rocky Horror so much, and I think that I'm going to give everyone a new outlook on this film, and I'm literally so excited to do it. You so you're welcome. All right, you're welcome, everybody. Before we get into oh, why that... wouldn't you love literally the main culture of drag? <laughs> right. All right, before we get into that, that was burning. I hope everyone enjoyed some parts of it. Um, <laughs> now I want to hear what you guys have to, say down to hear below. this argument. Oh my oh, god! Oh yeah, we're dying. <laughs> Are you shivering? Are you shivering with anticipation? Oh, no, I wanted to be the one to make the joke. I wanted to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be the one to make the joke. Oh okay, my god! I'm so mad. Time for the debate, so everybody. Woo. So mad. Too late. Oh my god. Boohoo. Oh, oh Andreas, god. we gotta we gotta make sure that at the end of this episode we tell everyone to play Last of Us too. Oh, gotta, yeah, for everyone's sure. Gotta know. Everyone's gotta know. Everyone's um, gotta know. Okay, so, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm play, so play Last of Us 2, and I swear, if you post Last of Us 2 spoilers in the comments, I will block you, and I will find you. I will or myself. if you post Last of Us 2 content with hashtag ticket snubs, we'll feature you in the next episode. Just kidding. If you post no, the Last of Us photo not. mode, uh, like, pictures, <laughs> but I we'll put you in the... <laughs> Oh, so subscribe to our Patreon We should make page. merch. PJ, can you make us merch? Yeah, I would, um, love, to, I would love to have merch. At a later point in time. But, I think yeah. I would design stuff better than PJ. Wait, if you should just make a shirt that says new stuff. Go you right should ahead. make a shirt with the poster of Burning, but just title it Boob Girl. That could be our first merch. No, I was thinking like a, and a lady boy poster. Yeah. A lady oh, boy, a lady boy <laughs> poster. Yeah. For sure. yeah. lady boy. Um, can we can we have someone pose um like that like please? Okay, Rayma, I don't like that you immediately asked me to pose for Ladyboy, okay? You know, I'm not a fan of that. I'll be Ladyboy. Lady really funny. I'll be Ladyboy. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think we should definitely have, like, like uh, our, tea, our own Lady t-shirts, boy merch. our own hoodies, maybe our own underwear, who knows? Actually, right now I'm wearing my... Like uh, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can be like, this episode is brought to you by... Introducing the new Joker! <laughs> no, we could start every episode saying this episode is brought to you by our merch, which we are wearing right now. I'm wearing a 24 also, merch. How right do you feel about you sponsorships? Can't tell, but we're wearing sponsorships. Can we please start the debate? Okay. All right. So it's that okay, time. everybody, that was burning. Thank you. All With for that, that is burning. That is burning. <laughs> that is burning. Stay tuned for our recommendation from Rima, and then in the next episode, finally, 
my recommendation. It is going to be the best movie. It's you guys aren't even ready for it. Nice. Is it Rocky yeah. Horror? It's is not it Rocky Little Shop of Horrors. Zootopia. No, it's Little Shop of Horrors. Zootopia. Stop, furry. Oh, God, furry. furry. Oh, wait, that, that bunny girl's kind of hot. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me Was go Okay, no, no, we have gotten Judy Hopps got hop right over here. All right, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? Debate time. It's debate time. All right, today we have Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, presented by me, VJ. Up against Rocky Horror Picture Show 1975, presented by Cam. Now, the categories are the same as always. We will be going over plot slash characters, and then acting, and then the technical aspect. And then today's custom category will be the soundtracks of the movies. And then finally, we'll conclude with the impact of the film on the film industry as a whole. I'm getting warmed up right now. I'm doing jumping jacks. I'm just uh, thinking about Judy Hopps doing jumping jacks. Oh my! Well, Giffy Gafford, I have a question <laughs> Actually, for you. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> will will you be Will you be the Nick Wilde to my Judy Hopps? I am cutting that out I, I so told, hard. I oh told you, God. bring me a tail. I will. If you, I told you this. Oh my episode. God! Again, if you want to release the furry, John, card, comment John, down just below. drive here. Okay. Send us emails at ticketsnubs at gmail dot com. Thank you. I Send can't. us a picture of you guys with your furry tails. Don't. Mm -hmm. I can't. Don't. <laughs> I would love right. to see if we actually get pictures. John, in five years, <laughs> someone's gonna expose time. you for this. John, in five John years, what? John in five years, you're gonna get canceled for this. Because you just some furry shame. Yay. John, you're gonna get doxxed in five years by Sky Jackson because of this. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> All right, anyways. Debate time, debate time. Move on, moving on. All right, um... So someone else take over because I'm actually a part oh, of this okay. debate. I'll, I'll, I'll do it, I guess. So PJ, <clears throat> I think you should go first because I've gone first. And it's your first time debating. So This is not and my first time debating. Is it I not? Oh, because I bodied him in the first episode. Remember that? I think Just so he can start off strong. Do you just call Evil Dead 2 a pathetic excuse of a film? Is that what you said? I said it was a garbage excuse. I wanted to oh, insult PJ. PJ. All right, PJ. You can just start first because you're gonna lose. Oh PJ, my god, PJ, PJ, you're instantly you lost in my mind already. You just called Evil Dead oh. to a garbage. Is my internet stuff. crashing? I can't hear anything. Uh oh, I can hear you. You're good. I can hear you. Hello. Does that mean he didn't hear me say he's gonna lose? Uh, well, oh, what was there that? he is. Hey, nope. PJ. Still can't hear anything. I can't hear anything. We I don't can know hear if you can hear King. me. Watch PJ. when I. Yes, we can hear. Can you okay. hear? Now I can hear. Now I can hear. Jesus <gasps> Christ. This episode's a mess, y'all. Don't worry, I'm gonna be editing all day tomorrow because I can't wait for Last of Us 2 and this is gonna kill the time. Okay, King. Dude, dude, I'm so, I can't I can't even talk about it. Alright, debate time. Let's go. Dude, I'm ready. Dude, they're giraffes oh. at the end of the game. Oh my god. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Shut up. Shut up. Don't tell me that. We're burning daylight. I'm outside. Andreas, don't tell me those I'm things. I'm outside. I can't see anymore. It's getting dark. <laughs> I'm gonna need a flashlight. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, PJ, go done? first before I, I stop this. Oh, God. Okay, this is the one category I did not prepare for, but you know what? Let's go with it. Um, so, plot slash characters for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Now, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is an action comic book comedy about a 22-year-old male named Scott Pilgrim who is dating a 17-year-old high schooler. He is in a not band called Bomb. With his good friends, uh, I can't remember the name that we got. The talent we have Kim, we have Young Neil. Um, his seventeen-year-old girlfriend. Nice show. I love Young Neil too, so much. I am Young Neil. That's literally but my character. That's my personality. Scott Pilgrim is a movie that, despite the absolutely cartoonish and comic book nature of it, which is obviously there from its origins, it has a character that everyone can relate to in some way. Even if you don't want to admit it, even if you don't want to admit it, we've Sam. all been Scott Pilgrim. You, you can't That's even say it because, uh huh, yep. Mm -hmm. I already came out as a Sim Blast episode. I don't know what you're talking. You ever, about. you ever see the picture of Michael Sarah at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, love, there. I love Michael Sarah. I just love him so Michael much. Sarah, we are saving Michael Sarah for the acting because right. that's a whole other conversation to have. Un understandable. But the plot it is again an action comedy. It both accomplishes the comedic aspect through its just clever wit. You see through uh, Wright's directing, kind of common in his films. Just the fast pew pew pew. The, I'm trying to think of like lines from the movie, and I'm blanking on them right now. Uh, you punch me in the boob. Oh, you punch me in the lesbians. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> the L word, lesbians. Um... And the then vegan, the vegan police. The vegan police. He, you have so many. Like each X is individual in that you can say a character trait of them, and you can you know, like it. You instantly go vegan. Oh yeah, number three. Okay. Who, wait. Who's y'all's favorite X? Because mine was one. That scene is so funny. Uh, mine is, I think. Um. Uh, vegan the, police. The twins. I skip to the vegan police every time. Scene. Yeah, For the sure. twin part. Perfect. Uh, I think I think I might pick the twins too. It's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> uh, There's for a movie with seven distinct bad guys, it's they're so memorable. And that's just a part of the magic that Scott Pilgrim's Aw, PJ. It's cute. What? It's cute? He thinks he's gonna win. <laughs> oh my god. I Hey, we also, don't, if you know don't that. mention the fact. No. If you don't mention, and I'm also not just specifying Ramona Flowers, if you don't mention that Mary Elizabeth once said super hot, I'm going to be mad at you. So I have a pop figure of her next to a Florence Pugh pop figure right in front of me. Guys, oh my, how do you, how do you, guys how do you I literally just took a which Scott Pilgrim character are you, and I got Ramona Flowers. Oh, marry you me. So much. Marry and me. you're a furry? PJ, continue. This is so much. I mean, that's really, I'm, I'm just saying that for a plot that has seven bad guys, it's so easy to remember distinct characteristics about them because they're all just so memorable and hilarious and yep that's my that's my main point for scott pilgrim pig nose oh my I'm god sorry, I, had to, <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt i was just excited Please about go. it just go uh, yeah. just go. Like oh wait any all questions right. for scott pilgrim before we go to rocky horror what no and any questions at all no my question i have a question all so, right. Scott Pilgrim can easily be in, indicted for statutory rape. How do you feel about that? Well, 
he said that he barely held hands with Knives Chow. I don't know what you're talking well, about. And don't they well, we live in, in cancel culture Wait, times. Actually, actually, I have a question. I have a question. Yeah, for real? Yeah, no, for real, for real. Um, a lot of people debate on their position of how good of good or bad of a person um, Scott Pilgrim is. Wait, was this what, yeah, I know. I would just wanted oh. to get PJ's intake on it. Like, do you think that he's an actual asshole? Because, I mean, I think he is. I think yes. he is I, literally... I think... is not a good person. I think that it would have been so much better. Like, I love this movie as it is. But it would have been so much better if he ended up just going off with the nega version of himself. If he would have... If he wouldn't have ended up with Ramona, he learns that he doesn't need the girl. Like, that... It, not that he learns that he doesn't need the girl. I just, yeah, he's not a good person. I mean, especially... he still learns me at the end, though. He still like apologizes for all the, the shitty things he did before. Yeah. So I mean, he was an ass in the beginning, but again, it's I think it's part of his character arc personally. I just, um, not, I just, I just don't think he. I I don't think he should have ended up with Ramona. That's my. That was my big. So my old. <laughs> PJ's like, PJ's like, he shouldn't have ended up with Ramona. He should have ended up with me. With me. Wait, guys, <laughs> I completely forgot my favorite line in the whole movie. When he punches Knives Chow and says, shut up, Kung Pao chicken. That is the greatest oh, line yeah. in cinematic history. I'm sorry. I love it. I love Kung Pao chicken. It's so fun. Woo! I would like to go. Like, Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, go. Rocky Horror. All right. This sorry, is the I'm being plot. No, you're not. <laughs> Alright, here's the plot and characters for Rocky Horror. Um, the film is anything but ordinary. It's It has just about anything and everything. You got transvestite aliens. You got great music, great dance numbers. You got meatloaf. Yes. <laughs> he was wasted, but yeah. I'm so... I saw you guys were talking about meatloaf in the group chat. Is Who was meatloaf? Eddie. You don't know yeah, who meatloaf Eddie. is? Eddie's... What? Yes, on the motorcycle. Like, like PJ, PJ's like, I did not see any meatloaf on that dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf the man. No, okay, no, no, I know who Eddie is. But who is... Meatloaf's the actor? Yeah. Yes. You don't, wait, do you know who Meatloaf is, PJ? <laughs> no. Meatloaf He's is incredible. a singer. Oh my god. I'm I've, so ashamed. Have you, you never heard even, like, Paradise by the Dashboard Light? Or like, Battle like, of Hell? His, like, I mean, I might have, I just don't... I, I have no clue who Meatloaf is. Listen to his music, All right. It's good. Who cares? Who cares, PJ? Okay. Run- Alright, the rundown of the film is just that an engaged couple, Brad and Janet, their car breaks down, and they're stranded, and they stumble upon a spooky castle, and they're introduced to outrageous characters such as Frankenfurter, Riff Raff, and throughout the film, we see that Brad and Janet are unhappy together and that's really evident in the um sequel film that's not really a sequel but the main thing that we can take from the film is just that it's a spoof of old horror and old sci-fi films i mean there's countless references in there um frankenfurter's monster quote-unquote monster is just a buff brainless man um called rocky horror and Every character is unique in the film, um, especially Frankenfurter. He's just like Scott Pilgrim. He's a complete jerk, and he pushes people around. But the way that he does it, you just kind of ignore the fact that he's a jerk because he's so charming 
kind of like Scott Pilgrim. And it's just, he is just one of the most iconic characters in all of cinematic history. I think so. And he just struts around and he knows that he's hot stuff. And but like at the end, he has kind of like character development sort of in his song. I'm going home at the floor show because, you know, before he gets murdered, um, like we see his more innocent and vulnerable, vulnerable side. And it just kind of sucks that that couldn't have happened earlier on in the film. But it's just a really horny movie, you know? I mean, everyone is having these sexual awakenings, and they can be seen as spiritual awakenings also, because it's just the f- effect that Frankenfurter has on every character. You didn't have that on me. <laughs> <laughs> Do what? I said Frankenfurter didn't have that sexual effect on me. But well, Dee Dee Hops did. You know, yeah. Yes, oh, yes, she did. On literally, I literally yes, went did. to go get water, and I came back to Judy Hops. It's a sign. <laughs> it's a sign that I'm John's Judy Hops. That's it. Yes, exactly. Cam, do you have crickets outside? By the way, at the moment, I do. I'm still outside in the pitch black. I kind of hear them. I'm do you like... want? Do you like not want to be outside in the pitch black? No, that... I don't want to go inside. I don't want my parents to hear me talk about Rocky Horror and how it's horny. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, that's just Rocky Horror. It's just a whole lot of fun from start to finish. It's super entertaining. Um, I don't think there's one boring scene in the film. It's like a straight rush of adrenaline from start to finish. And it never leaves you bored. So it's just a lot of fun. Any questions for me? I, yeah, you know what? I got a comment. If we're okay. going to bring up the uh, problematic nature of Scott Pilgrim as a character, I would like to touch upon the problematic nature as a doctor of Dr. Frankenfurter as a character. Okay. Ascent, uh, the bedroom scenes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's not um, cool, bro. I feel like that kind of whatever Scott Pilgrim's done, uh, he, he definitely didn't do that. All right. You have mm-hmm. a point. Yeah. Um, but I I thoroughly believe that he just wanted to like <laughs> sexually awaken Brad and Janet and somewhat like help them out because you know there's nothing going on in their bedroom and it's very obvious. And he help them out by disguising himself as the other and sneaking in. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. That's, that's what, what I got. Hey, that's a, what friends are for. That's what friends he's do. He's a doctor, You're, you know? Your friends don't do that for you? I, I wish. My uncle did, but yeah. <laughs> you do that Whoa! for me. Uh, yeah, that's honestly a tough subject to touch upon, and I nev- I don't really... I don't like thinking about it, because it is kind of messed up what he did. But, I mean, he is the antagonist of the film. Is he's he? literally late. Yes, he's literally labeled as the antagonist. I saw him as the protagonist, if anything. I, f- I thought yeah. that he was... I thought he was just labeled as the rival to Emmett. Or Dr... I can't remember what the doctor's name is. The Everett other doctor. Scott. Yeah, he is, but... No, but I, I mean, think Frankenfurter is the protagonist because he goes through the through the biggest change in the film because he that is learns true. to be himself at the end of it. That is true. 
but I don't know. Online, he's labeled as the antagonist. I've always seen him as both. It depends on how I'm feeling when I watch it. So, yeah. How many that's... times do you think you've watched Rocky Horror? Um, I think I'm close to like 20, probably. Wow. Yeah, it's Crazy. the film that I've seen the most. That's definitely. Like 20 hours of Rocky Horror right there. Like, it's no, it's imp- it's literally implanted into my brain. It's insane. So, any more questions for me? Start quoting it right now. The whole thing, start to finish. Okay. No, 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 Michael no, 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 no. was ill. The day here <laughs> stood still. Okay. Excuse me. Right. I could do that. I could do that with the first Last of Us too. Oh my gosh. Uh, Andreas, Andreas, I'll play Joel. You play Sarah. Let's See, go. I was gonna say the same thing. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I haven't memorized it, but I, I can die pretty good. Tell me, tell me. He's the contract. Oh right, my god. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> Is it acting time? I think it's acting time. You guys know I'm an actor. I act and stuff. Yeah, you wow. cares, PJ. Yeah, you know what? You know what? This, you can find another YouTube channel is, to promote Ticket Snubs this on, is, this okay? Is Ticket Snubs time. Just okay. throw it on mine, guys. Oh, I thought you meant acting like for us. I forgot the next category. No, no. no this, this podcast, <laughs> this episode is such a mess. Don't worry, it'll be saved in the editing room, trust me. Oh god, this is why we don't record past 6 o'clock. I'm and tired. And this is my, my most favorite episode. Uh, uh, no, it's funny. This is this, this, is, this is good really stuff. Like, I'm gonna keep episode. a lot of this, yeah. It's acting time, baby. Acting time, alright. Alright, so should I start acting yes. since yes. PJ? Okay, um, like I said, Tim Curry is Frankenfurter. It's an extremely iconic role, and Lord. I think I think his, that was a perfect role for his debut because it just that showed. Yeah, that was his debut, oh, and wow. it just introduced how diverse he could be, and he definitely lived up to every role he played in. And it's so sad that he's literally just a veggie now. But oh. <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, had a stroke a couple years ago. He's paralyzed. He can't even talk. Oh, it is sad, but um, we have to give credit to Richard O'Brien as well because he is the one who came up with all of this incredible, crazy stuff. That sick bastard. Yes. Did he write the music? Who's Richard O'Brien? Riff Raff. He is. Uh-huh. Yeah, he plays Riff Raff. Did um, he yeah, he wrote. He wrote the whole yeah, play. Yeah, he did. I thought we meant the rapper for a second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But Riff Raff is just, he's such a weird and unnerving character, so Richard O'Brien plays him perfectly. Now, for Susan Sarandon, um, oh my. you know, yeah, her and Barry Bostwick, they play kind of stereotypical roles, because Brad is kind of like, you know, the quote-unquote macho man, but I I tell you to watch that film again and see how he looks at Frankenfurter. He is so gay for Dr. <laughs> Frankenfurter. And so it's just kind of funny how he's the macho man, but he's also just extremely horny for Frank. And then Janet, she was the quote-unquote innocent girl who, you know, just wants to go absolutely crazy. And she does get the chance to do that and touch a touch a touch a touch me. So, yeah, Susan Sarandon and Barry Bostwick, they're great in their roles. And finally, we have Peter Henwood as Rocky. And listen, 
he he had no prior acting experience at all. This was his first film, and it's very obvious. And I think that adds a lot of charm to the character, because I mean, Rocky Horror, he only has half a brain, and it kind of seems like Peter Henwood does too when it comes to acting. So it's kind of it's kind of charming in a weird way. Yeah, he's extremely uncoordinated in like a lot of the scenes, and like never speaks to. Yeah, and when he does, it's like... <laughs> he has a song, and then, like, just, yeah, he dips out. Okay, but that song slaps. Oh, you, oh, you gotta cut that out. You gotta cut that What? Okay, I'm going... <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's kind why of offensive. Uh, okay, I didn't mean it like that, guys. But, yeah, it just makes sense how he plays Rocky. So, yeah, Frankenfurter, best character. I want him to give me a hug. So that's acting. I think every role is perfect and every actor in the role is perfect. I have a question. Um, yes. You forgot the most important actor in the whole film. Who? Tim Curry's legs. Mm. <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I ain't gay, but mm. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, who's this? Who's this hottie? Mm-hmm. All right. Any more questions? Okay, PJ, you're up. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We're just gonna we we got two pretty big elephants in the room, so I'm gonna get the smaller elephant out first. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I think, is everyone's mm-hmm. sweetheart. We can all agree that she was amazing as a Roman flower. She plays that distant but still attached, mean but still. I don't know what adjective soft. Not the right word. Wow, but... she is literally mean. Yeah. She's emotionally unavailable. <laughs> yes. She is the self-insert for, I think of that negative XP song that is definitely not good. You guys know what song I'm talking about, right? No, but I'm going to act like I do. It's called uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Ruined uh, Generation of Girls. Oh. Is The lyrics aren't good. It's not a good message at all, as you could tell by the title. But it, it's, a, it's a jam. You know what, Andres? Can you cut this out? I'm worried that people are going to think I'm a misogynist. Oh yeah, my God. don't worry. <laughs> just, think, just, think? Don't you think they already know? Just, just know restart your what, thought. What are you talking about? You know what would be funny? What would be he, funny? If he left it in. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh my God. We're going to run through the cast now. Uh, Audrey Plaza. Aubrey, not Audrey. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I love her. Aubrey. I've called her Audrey Plaza. The, like since I how embarrassing. She was. That's quite a, Aubrey Plaza plays Aubrey Plaza incredibly well, as she always does. It's mm-hmm. um, that's her, that's I was, her character. Did a little bit of research. This was uh, Ellen Wong, uh, Nice Chow. This was her first film. Wow. You can't tell. That's, like, that's fantastic. Her, her wait, wait, wasn't you she the tell. same? Wasn't she the boob girl in Burning? I'm sorry, I had to make the joke. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's worse than my comment, John. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this episode is very offensive. <laughs> um, as I was saying, Chris Evans, he plays a pretty mean dude for his, I think, 10 minutes of screen time. I hate Chris Evans. That sucks. That's a conversation for another day. Yeah, uh, I think Kieran Culkin as Wallace Wells is the funniest part of this movie. Wallace is my favorite character in this movie. I agree. I'm not even going to lie. Wallace Wells. Like, I don't, I was like, 
Culkin. How do I know that name? And it's the it's the, the, the brother of the Home Alone guy. I didn't even know that they were. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Like, he was in Home Alone with Macaulay um, Culkin. Yeah. Well, t- funny enough, Tim Curry was in Home Alone too, right? He was, yeah. He yes. was the guy? Yeah. Yes. Wow, so both of them, wow, so we have a little connection here. Wow, it's a tie. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding, y'all. I haven't gotten to talk about the real elephant in the room. Brie Larson. Man. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I love her. I love her in this movie. Because you think she's hot. Yes. She, she gets up with the mic with her white hair. She's like, hello again, friend of a friend. Metric, oh my god. Oh my that's god. So good. That song is that's, so good. I, don't I have that song in my... I, oh, that's... You know I'm saving that for soundtrack. That's a so note like in my sound. Black Sheep or something? Yeah, Black Sheep by Metric. That's a whole other... But for real, though. Edgar Wright, when he got the screenplay for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, he only had one person in mind to play Scott Pilgrim, and it was Michael Sarah. My king. And it is... It, it's not even debatable that Michael Sarah's portrayal of Scott Pilgrim on screen is perfection. You cannot deny that he brings this character straight from the pages into real life in an awkwardly charismatic slash heroic way that no one else could have done. No other actor in Hollywood could do what Michael Sarah did with this movie. And that just puts this movie over the top for me. I and Yes. I think this episode's so hard because I love both films so much. Yeah, I very much like these movies too. This is I don't hard. like this one. This is hard. <laughs> don't worry. That's why, that's why I think it's better if we're not arguing. We're just talking about them. That's, yeah, but for fine. some reason, I just want to fight. Like, I want to just fight to the death. Can't give a therapist you know? on call by I do. I do, actually. All right, continue, PJ. No, I mean that. Uh, that was honestly the end of it. I was just saying Michael Sarah really puts this movie over the top. It... Kind of like how Tim Curry does with Frankenberger. Well, well, you see, but Michael Sarah was specifically picked for this role by Edgar Wright, the visionary genius himself. Oh, okay. But, and this thing with Tim Curry. selection. What? Same thing with Tim Curry. In, I was about yeah. to say, yeah. Yeah, he was, was yeah. Stephen Frankenberger yeah. in the original Try, try to picture anybody else in that role other than Tim Curry. Yes, like I mean, literally, it was a play in 1973, and he chose Tim Curry. So th- these movies are too similar. Like, are they the same? <laughs> well, I mean, one's less gay. Same at all. Yeah, but, but they're both—they're quirky. They're very quirky. Yes, and both movies makes... are very quirky for their time period. Yes, I agree. Is it technical time? Is it? Do it's we have... technical time. I get to start. I get to start. Oh boy. Technical? Okay, right? We're talking technical. We're talking Edgar Wright. You know where this is going. Starts with an E. Edgar- yes, it starts with an E, ends with a G. We're talking about the eggs. Eating? <sighs> eggs starts with an E and ends with an S. We're talking about the egg. Close enough. No, we're talking about editing. We're going to talk about it. I'm and talking about editing. As the editor editing. of this show, I have a very, very strong appreciation for editing now. I am um, so... I didn't get to rewatch this because I have poor time management skills, but I did get to watch the first 20 minutes of it. And I did notice upon rewatching it when there's the name tags introducing the members of Sex Bomb at the start, when the camera shifts focus, the name tags also shift out of focus. And it's such a small little detail, but it's little attentions to detail like that in this film that I think make it just 
Well, that's uh, the beauty of that movie. You can rewatch it and notice something new every single time you do. Exactly. That was maybe my 24th rewatch of Scott Pilgrim. Same with Rocky Horror. I know. Um, (laughs) Well, again, we have specifically my favorite bit of Edgar Wright's directing style, his editing boys, Jonathan Amos and Paul Matchless, who both edited Baby Driver. I was looking it up. I wanted to see what other Edgar Wright films they've worked on. They both edited Baby Driver, too, which makes sense because I just I love this editing style. I, I just I love his transitional style of having something cross the screen and it just changes the scenery. Like you think in the the record, the wipe. Yeah. I have it written down as the wipe. I was going to say the wipe. You have like when knives and Scott are in the record shop looking at records. uh, I don't know what else you'd be looking at in a record shop. (laughs) Uh, And they're just on one side of the store. And then you have a dude walk in front of the camera and it just transitions to a different part of the store, but it's still like the same framing, but you know, that's, oh my God, it's immaculate. It's immaculate. I wish you could see the hand movements I'm doing right now. My Italian face is coming out. No. You ready? Hold on. No. Um, where were we? Can you kiss me? Yeah. Can you like give me a kissy motion? I just want a picture of me doing it. Yes. <laughs> oh my I'm God. putting this in the video. Play the face game in the video, by the way. Please do. Please do. Who? Um, Wait. That's what? where I put my. That's where I put my. Uh, that's where I film my videos. DJ, please. I just want to get. I have a question to ask the both of you. <laughs> I just want to talk about technical for Rocky Horror. Yes, Oops, please. Me. I want to talk about Tim Curry. I'm like halfway Thank through you. my notes. No, why would you? Okay, whatever. Um. So another big one that I liked, I really love the scene when he's on the bus and it's like, it's sliding. You, you Now you can see my hands. This is so nice. Okay. Okay. And yeah, that's, a, that's a good scene with um, T-Rex playing in the back. Oh yeah. That's really so sick. I, the darkness sure, and you see it fades. Hey, from... always uses T-Rex. Mm-hmm, kind of. He does? I love T-Rex. He used it in yeah, um, Baby Driver, Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even... I just, I love that scene. I love that scene as both, like, a literal transition and a transition in Scott's life. I just, the dual meaning behind it, it's... Right. I see the hands. Thank you, right? It's just, it adds so much to it. And then my last big bit is the choppy, fast-paced editing is almost, like, similar to the panels in a comic book, like a graphic novel, like the, like, Scott Pilgrim, you know? So it just really helps with that fast-paced, quick wit that you find in comic books and graph, no- graph novels. Yes. Graphic novels. novels. Math. Math, yes. I see your hand motion again. Thank you. Yeah, so that's... Uh, uh, the editing is the vibe of the movie. Uh, Edgar Wright is a cinematic genius. And I have a baby driver. You guys see my little Minecraft chest back there? Oh, I love that. Uh, Where'd you get that? Ender's in there. Okay. Sorry, excuse me. Any questions for PJ? (laughs) Nope, he did a good job of talking enough this episode. Alright. Technical for Rocky Horror. Obviously, it's a film from the 70s, and the budget was literally only like a million bucks. So, of course, it wasn't going to be (laughs) over-the-top, mind-blowing effects and editing. But the one thing that sticks out the most to me is the camera work. 
for example, when they're in the elevator going up to Frankenfurter's laboratory, we slowly begin to see just Frank standing there looking all creepy, but hot all in one. You know what I'm saying? We know what you're saying. And, and he comes up to the camera and just sticks his hand out to shake. And it's literally like he's talking to us. And the camera just follows him around and he talks to the camera. And it's honestly so brilliant. And he's always the center of the scene. He's, I mean, the, the camera just revolves around him. He's literally the center of the film. And it's so great. And he walks around like he owns it and he knows it. Like, we see Dr. Scott talk to the camera also, which is just really funny. Another thing I love about the film is the colors. It's it's just a very important aspect because they definitely draw you in. But there's also so many goofs in this film. Like, at the end, when Riff Raff and Magenta walk in with their ray guns and Susan Sarandon, she literally accidentally steps on um, Barry Bostwick's foot. And he gasps and winces in pain. I don't know why they kept that in. But I mean it adds so much charm to it. And there's so many goofs like that in the film. That just adds so much originality and charm. And it makes you just be like this is ridiculous. And I love it. And then you got the laser beams shooting out of the ray gun. It's so bad. It's ridiculous. But it's so like perfect. You know? It just adds to the campiness of the film and the low budget feel to it and i just think it's great i think it's a big important aspect to just the film the weird editing and the beautiful camera work so yeah that's the technical of rocky horror any questions i, I mean i wouldn't have called a question i have a question oh she has you know yes ma'am okay um I want each of you, uh, whoever wants to go first, they can. I want you guys to choose your favorite scene from the movie and describe how much it affects the story. Oh, Except, like, with the way that it's shot. I have a... Oh. Okay, um, can I go? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. need a second to get mine. Um, I'm actually thinking very hard right now. Okay. I'm sorry. It's a bad I, question. No, that's a great question. It just t it took me way off guard because I haven't really thought of that. I think the scene in the laboratory when Frank is talking about his creation and his secret to life and the camera just slowly zooms in on him while he's talking. And now that I think about it, I don't think he blinks like once in that scene he might but i don't remember his eyes are just so big but the way that he talks about it it is mocking like frankenstein's monster and dr frankenstein but the way it zooms in it makes you feel so uneasy because you have no idea what's about to be unveiled and when it the unveiling scene when he's doing the food coloring everywhere and it's just falling into the tank and the lights are flashing. It, there's just so much happening in one scene. And it really represents just how crazy and outrageous the film is. And it's so awesome and fun to watch. So, yeah. Next. All right. I'm 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 ready to go. Yes. my The scene I'm going to have to go with was I, I really... There's so, many, there's so many memorable bits 
from yeah. Pilgrim, from the vegan police to the base battle right before the vegan police to slap like no. To what? Slap like no. It's a it's a base reference. You know how you slap nice. the base and you know, what, fuck you. I don't play the. I don't play the instrument. <laughs> Please it's keep a, that in. It's a YouTuber. Um. You know, I was going to go with, I was originally going to go with at the end of the film when Scott gains the extra life and he goes through yeah, the, the scene again, he, he earns the power of self-respect and it just shows, it completes his arc as a character. That's the one I want to go with. But at the same time, I also just, I, I mentioned earlier, I absolutely love that transition on that bus ride home where it's the slide through. That is really hot. Whereas Knives' face fades into darkness, and Ramona's comes through, and the bright and happy music starts coming on, well. and starts smiling-ish. Was that what that music was? That I song think it was pretty That's depressing. literally Teenage Dream by T-Rex. Okay. Amazing. Listen to I, it. It's crazy. I, just, I, I, I liked how it sounded. I was like, oh, oh, oh. You know? That's not how yes. it goes, but yeah, sure. All soundtrack right. time, baby. Um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack, blah, blah, blah. I think the soundtrack is the greatest soundtrack of all time. I, I listen to it almost every day, and it never gets old. And I think that every song is really vital to the film. Because you know how in some films, there's like songs that feel like they don't belong in the film, and afterwards you're just kind of like, that was kind of random and unnecessary. Y'all know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Rocky Horror does like the songs on the soundtrack. There's none of that feeling. I could talk about each song obviously for hours, but I think the most important song in the movie is Rose Tent My World. This long eight minute crazy song. It's like three songs in one eight minute crazy runtime. Um eight minutes eight long, just, baby. Yeah, it just exp- I I know I know. I was making a frog <laughs> rock reference. Come on, yes, man. Yes, ru- rush Let's things. <sighs> Anyways, um, I think Rose Tint My World. It explains how far the characters have changed, how they've changed throughout the film, and just how Frankenfurter has impacted them. Because I mean, at the beginning of the film, it is so different from the ending, and basically in the song. And throughout the film, Frankenfurter has just put everyone underneath his quote-unquote gas, um, which is basically just his lust. So now all the characters at the floor show, they're seeing life the way that Frankenfurter sees it. And it's really just a spiritual and sexual awakening for all of them. And it's really evident in the song, in the part of the song, Don't Dream It, Be It. Because Frankenfurter, he repeatedly sings Don't Dream It Be It over and over. And it just puts the characters in a trance. And it's really just him telling the others that they can do whatever they put their minds to. And the final part of the song, Wild and Untamed Thing, um, it describes how the characters feel after they achieve the goal of quote-unquote being it. So... That's Rose Tint My World. My favorite song off the soundtrack is probably Science Fiction Double Feature. Because it really just boosts my serotonin levels. But, I mean, every song is perfect. And they all tell a story. The lyrics 
if you listen to them, they all relate to the film somehow in some crazy way. So, yeah, it's just a crazy soundtrack like the film. So it all correlates. So, yeah, any questions? PJ, your turn. All right. I am... Um, I... <sighs> I regret suggesting soundtrack because I also love the songs from Rocky Horror. <laughs> uh, so this that, that's, sucks. That's what we call hubris, you bitch. Hubris? <laughs> I didn't say that to be hubris. <laughs> get out of here. I want to make sure I get this guy's name right. I don't want to say the wrong name. Nigel Godrich. He's the composer for Scott Pilgrim. So, Godrich and Wright wanted that authentic garage band feel because sex bomb is a garage band you don't want to take in like you want to bring in like red hot chili peppers to write a rock song for a garage band like that's just that doesn't make sense that's why they called it weird analogy but okay i know i i don't know why red hot chili peppers was first one to come to mind as a garage band (laughs) that's what i thought i mean to the point where they're professionally like what you know now they are of course yes that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying Whatever. That's mean like, wouldn't what? a better analogy be One Direction? Because they were always kind of like studio. Hey, one Direction. One Direction. Are you happy? Well, I've one been Direction. happy for 17 years, but yeah, this, is, this helps. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so they wanted that authentic garage band feel for Sex Bomb, so they got Beck to write the songs. And along with getting Beck to write the songs for Sex Bomb, they got bands to write songs for all the different bands so each band had their own feel rather than just having Beck write all the songs for the whole movie. So, like, as you know, um, and the Adams band was obviously inspired by Metric where they had the performance of Black Sheep that I will rewatch on repeat until the day I die because Brie Larson singing Black Sheep is something I need to fall asleep at night at this point in my life. That's another interesting thing with this movie is that when they were casting the film, Edgar Wright wasn't looking for musicians. He was only looking for actors. He was specifically looking for American actors, which is weird, but that's a whole other thing. No, but Michael Cera is also a... a Michael Cera is the only exception. Michael Cera was the only exception. He knew how to play the bass going into it. Everyone else learned how to play the instruments and performed their songs in the movie. And obviously Brie Larson sang, which Brie I... Brie a musician too. She sings. She yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm obviously a fan. Mm-hmm. But I just think that the, the dedication where they could have just pulled like a Bohemian Rhapsody and just lip-synced everything... Oh. Stop. No, in Bohemian Rhapsody, they actually did the original vocals. Like, they had a, a, another singer come in and dub Robin Mullen. Yeah, I've seen him live. He's great. Mark I've Martello seen him live. Yeah. yeah. I love him. No, but what I'm saying is they had the actor. They didn't, like, you yeah, know what I, I'm saying? I, yeah, I know what you're saying. saying. They all trained for it. So basically, my point is the soundtrack was created to envision that authentic garage band feel that was present in the comics. And they did it through hiring a variety of rock bands to represent all the different bands in... The movie, that is my big takeaway from the soundtrack, and I think it adds to the feel of the original comic books and of the plot of Scott Pilgrim. There we go. It's my closing. I agree. Okay, so Impact is, is that soundtrack? One. Everyone, anyone have any questions for soundtrack? No, I think they both did really good. All right, so Impact time, baby. Impact, all right. I'm going to finish this up. All right, this one, we're going to make it short and sweet here. I don't got a lot to say for this one. Uh, that's not a good sign, PJ. That's not a good sign. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Go for another three hours. You can do it. 
<laughs> oh god. I'm usually only good for... Nope. You know what? We're Stop. not gonna keep Stop. that. Don't Don't keep that. that was funny. <laughs> was that a funny joke that you were PJ, do that again? Why'd you stop? <laughs> I like the setup, dude. Oh man, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm sad. What did I miss? No. He had a good setup for a joke and he just threw it out the window. I'm so disappointed. That's what she said after she found out what I was going to say after. <laughs> Can you guys like and comment my on my recent since we <laughs> That was Oh my god. Oh that my that's god. That's, I think that might be my favorite clip from this show so far. That might be the best bit from the show. <laughs> Alright, alright, we're, we're composing ourselves. <gasps> Cam is angry, I'm so nervous. What? I'm just sitting here, I don't got anything to say. Okay. You're all scaring right. me, Cam. I'm, I'm just sitting here, bro, I'm just sitting here. The so the impact, obviously the movie came out in 2010. So, I mean, it's had a decade. So what impact have we seen in that decade on comic book movies? Oh, wait, let me think. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World set the precedent for a comedic, quippy, fast-paced tone for future comic book movies. I believe that without Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Guardians of the Galaxy would not have been as successful or had the platform to boost itself off of two years later. That is, that is so wrong, PJ. That is wrong. I'm wrong. I, I never saw a correlation at all to what you just said. That is so wrong, PJ. No offense. Sorry, Chief. I can't. No offense. I can't. I can't. Okay. You know what? I respect I, I don't know if you were kidding or not. Wait, are you kidding or is that like... Stay psych right now. <laughs> 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 He's gone. Oh, he left. All right, I so I win. <laughs> I'm kidding. I want to talk about impact. He better. He better Because he said something totally unrelated. Like he compared Scott Pilgrim and said that it paved way for films like Guardians of the Galaxy. Which makes no sense. Just because the movie has a good soundtrack doesn't. Oh my god, PJ! So I'm gonna punch him in the face. He he thought PJ, he. PJ, PJ, you also uh, need to understand. Hey. I'm I'm looking back on it. I'm reflecting on my choices. Hey hey, you said it. You said it. Hey, yeah, staying in. This can't be it's cut. This yeah, is this is argument. too funny. I'm, I can't cut this. I don't think I'm cut out for debating movies. I think I'm just one to discuss movies. Am I, I too powerful? No. You are. Thank no. you. You'll get, you'll get good at it. Eventually. The all-powerful cam. I, I just I just don't think I'm cut out for uh, this. PJ, I would, just, I would just like to say that every single thing that you've said so far today, I've agreed with and you've done really well with, except for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, don't put yourself down. I, I agree with John. <laughs> Anything else? PJ, do you want to, like, elaborate? Can we please just uh, yeah, you know, let's keep going with this. Okay. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the very comedic nature i think would say uh paved the way for all comedies specifically ferris bueller's day off i mean wait what what i don't know i don't know i ferris I bueller came out 1982 my guy 1986 86 but still before scott pilgrim i know i have nothing that's else literally the joke you guys are missing it because that's the yeah. joke uh, I, I didn't think i didn't think he was joking my bad y'all we pulled the silly 
I um for the sake of time, I think when we vote, we should just vote. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, that's how it Maybe works. Maybe keep that like one sentence max, but yeah. Yes, one sentence. No run-ons, no ands, no semicolons. Well, semicolons are part of a, a sentence. Yes. Well, semicolons, it's just two can sentences. Can I go? Combined. You can go. Yes, go, please. All right. Obviously, Rocky Horror, <laughs> it has a huge impact on the film and live show industry. It is literally the longest running release in film history. It flopped so hard when it was first released, though. But, I mean, there was just those strangely dedicated fans that kept it alive for so long. And the fan base is just, I think, the most dedicated fan base to ever exist. Like, they dress up. At the, you got the live showings. You got the shadow cast. You got it midnight screenings. And I think it really kicked off the cult-following film genre thing. I mean, there have been more in the past, but Rocky Horror really did it. And um, it's just super campy. It brought along more campy films. And I don't think the legacy of Rocky Horror will ever die. I think it's going to just live on forever. And... It's just made a huge impact on the world, and it's a huge driving component of pop culture. It's amazing, and I think that it just proves that films don't have to be necessarily quote-unquote good to be enjoyable. But, I mean, obviously it's a good film. It's just ridiculous. But it's so much fun. And can we talk about how it, it like all of this horniness and gay... Yeah, I was gonna ask you about got, that. Got got released in the seventies. I I, I have no idea. I was gonna ask you a question about that. Well, I was gonna ask you and PJ. So, so for Cam, like, what do you think the impact it had on like the LGBTQ plus community? Because obviously, this is like extremely, extremely prevalent, or at least from what I've seen. It's, especially it's like, like the back of the entire to, drag community, pretty much. It's like yeah. yeah when I when I go to Pride, when I went to Pride. Mm-hmm. So many Rocky Horror references made, like Like, incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, the the same question to PJ, but for simps. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. I feel bad for PJ the last thirty minutes. Dang. Well, you know what? I've been sitting here thinking, writing stuff down, drawing peepees on my paper. Don't kill yourself, please. Can you tell me something? Oh no, I lied about that. I just want <laughs> to say something else to be, sound funny. Um, go, PJ, go, go, I love you. Go, I love go, you too, John. Go, 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 go. I said I love you too, John. Go. Uh, okay. I'm taking my time with this one. I, I want to so, answer. I, I want to answer her question so Can't bad. Let's answer it right now and then PJ well, can answer it. Okay. Pilgrims, uh, prevalence in society today Jesus is Christ. one that should not be discredited scott pilgrim costed 70 million dollars to create costed. Co- <laughs> this 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 podcast will never see the light of day on yo it's pjl i'm letting you guys know right I now i swear to god if it's not i wasted three hours i'm no, it's, it's on our own youtube channel it's not yo it's oh. PJL. okay sorry king so it's been 10 years right uh the film made back less than half of its production budget and during its theatrical run, and yet still, it is still talked about today as one of the best uh, comic book movies made. And why is that? It's because of its prevalence in pop media. Pop media? 
Pop culture. Pop media award. Pop culture. Pop media is a word. Pop media. Pop culture, specifically in the uh, characteristics of Scott Pilgrim being a sucker who idolizes mediocre P or a simp, as some may call. Hmm. Now you see it's... the film depicts. Are you this... talking about vagina? <laughs> yes, Rama. <laughs> That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh my god! I can't. You know, if people thought we were chaotic on the first episode, this is. Oh my. This is this is the breaking point. This is our breaking point. This is this is the best it's gonna get. This is our Joker origin story. <laughs> we should all go on. Um, introducing the new Joker. Ah! <laughs> So as I was saying, the film depicts Scott Pilgrim as this character that idolizes Ramona Flowers and through his fighting, her evil ex-boyfriend standing up as the majestic white knight that he is, he gets the girl at the end of the day while also going on a path of self-discovery and realizing those he's hurt along the path. Now, I believe that in pop culture today, uh, men who idolize Scott Pilgrim ignore the whole uh, realizing those you've heard along the way bit and just see, oh, I must defend the woman and win her you, favor. PJ, don't you idolize Scott Pilgrim? I <laughs> Scott Pilgrim. Just because my type is Romano Flowers doesn't mean I idolize Scott Pilgrim, okay? That's too separate. Too separate. All right. Rayma, to answer your question <laughs> about Rocky Horror's impact about on the lgbtq community plus. yeah yes plus obviously the film it just you know teaches everyone to just be themselves without being ashamed of it and just you know yeah just but if you're meatloaf you must die don't, don't dream mm. it be it you know that's what everyone took away so, from it and it was very it was very obvious all right. Um, well, wait, 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 wait. Now, we're, now we're scoring, right? Y'all, no, I'm not done. Who said I'm oh, not done? Oh, I thought we were <laughs> There's literally references to Rocky Horror everywhere, and it just has such a big impact on the world, and it's crazy how it went on for so long. Rocky Horror is just one of the greatest films of all time, and it has such a great impact on our world and pop culture, and it should be recognized forever and appreciated forever. And that is my argument on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's a wrap. <sighs> all right, scoring All right, time, I think it's time, yeah, it's time for scoring. All right, all right, so this is how it's gonna go. It's gonna go John, Rayma, and me, category by category. So, without further ado, category one, plot and characters. John, what you gotta say? Okay, um, let's see. I think the better person like the person who described the plot and the characters um, I can't. of each film. Um, it's actually a tough one. You both did really, really well. I'm going to have to go... Yeah, I'm going to have to go with PJ for the first category. Okay. I, I, I enjoyed um, PJ's uh, description of all of the characters. Now I know why no one really wants to go first or last, because it's kind of weird to start it <laughs> off. Um... One sentence. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, sentence. Gonna, I'm gonna pick PJ. Picking PJ. Um, actually, I actually pick Cam. Um, Fuck. 
Um, I think that when it came to describing Rocky Horror, she really hit it on the nail. Um, just really, really, I, I mean, I feel like you did get choked up a little bit, but I think your points really just sold me on the fact that, like, just, Look. For, just for when it was released, I think you did a really good job. Also, who made that fart noise? Because I'm going to beat you up. I'm literally going to three different sentences by restarting each of them in the middle of it. That the I wouldn't have gotten choked up if PJ didn't bring up that one scene. Okay, well, yeah, you know what? No one needed to bring up the whole Scott Pilgrim is a bad dude type sitch, so... That's his character arc, though. You got yeah. any room for it? No one is supposed to sympathize with Scott Pilgrim in the That's end. That's why he You're fights himself at the end. The yeah. end. He's, yeah. He's not a good person. Sympathize. <laughs> Alright. Oh, Andres. that was funny, Andreas. That was Thank funny. You. Oh my god, I'm funny. Alright, so... Okay, Andres. Since, Rayma, you put me in a really bad position right now. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Platonically. So, with this one, oh, plot and characters, I, I gotta go with PJ. I'm really sorry, Cam. You did a great oh, job. But I, I, I think the enthusiasm in PJ's voice with, with explaining uh, Scott Pilgrim's plot and characters was just really shown through. Did I character. have no enthusiasm no, talking had, about my a, favorite no, film? No, no, you did not. No, you did. I'm just Cam, scared of you, Cam. Cam, here's the thing, right? He is a simp, so he can. He has the enthusiasm. You're not. A, I don't think you're transvestite, so I don't. I don't think you have that same. You know, you intrinsic. Know intrinsic. You know what? You know what? I'm just very monotone. Is that it? No, but you I do really monotone. good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I don't want to delve into details right now. I don't. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to delve into details. But I'm not a simp. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> just please keep that in. Please keep it in. PJ, the fact that you had to say that solidifies you as a simp. No, I'm not. Oh my god. That was so good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay, category two. <laughs> just because I like Scott Pilgrim doesn't make Okay. Just because you like Rocky Horror doesn't mean what is what is category two again? Category two is acting. 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 Um, that is gonna have to go to Cam for me. I think she did a uh, very good job at. Wow, going first sucks. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, it's going Cam. I'm picking Cam. One sentence, or you don't even have to give an explanation. We're um, just making this I'm go fast. Go with Cam as well because I think the when she described Tim Curry and just everyone and like especially when she talked about um, what's that guy's name the one who's so Richard O'Brien I think so yeah oh Peter Henwood oh okay okay um I yeah I mean I think I think you saying that you know it was great that he it was his first time acting really sold me um also just <laughs> the veggie statement made me laugh. <laughs> No I didn't mean how. anything bad by that. I love Tim Curry. It's just really, really sad and weird yeah, seeing him now yeah. than in the film. It's crazy. It just—it was just you were just like, ah, man, it sucks. He's a veggie now. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. I'm really sad about the it. Poor man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So with this one, you'll you'll really, you both did great, but I gotta go with Cam here because. Rayma, Rayma said everything pretty much. Tim Curry's performance as Frankenfurter is just iconic and is something that I think we're going to reference way more. And I think Michael Sarah does do a good job as Scott Pilgrim, but he's, he's just, Frankenfurter is so memorable. Tim Curry as, as that character, he really made it his own. And Scott Pilgrim is not memorable. Hmm? 
No, I'm saying no. I, I know I know it's memorable, yeah, I'm but fine. like I'm fine. also I'm taking into account wow, the, the cultural oh, impact God. of Tim Curry's I'm performance. Kidding. <laughs> I love both I'm films. Like Wait, I'm yeah, like me too. Can I, can I ask a question? Yes. What? Was Tim Curry actually a part of the LGBTQ community, no, or was he? No. That's crazy. That is. I insane. know. It's Respect. just crazy. It, yeah, it's just so amazing and inclusive, really. Yeah. So yeah, that's um acting. So acting goes to. Cam. Cam. Good job, everybody. So far. This is such a yeah, Who did the first one go to? Me. Uh, PJ. Yeah. PJ. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, section three is technical. technical. Um, technical for me is gonna have to go to uh, Cam as well. Both films are both technically extremely well produced, but I felt Cam did a better job of. Explaining the tiny nuances that made something as small budgeted and as old as this film feel even feel even fresher than something that came out ten years ago. Thank so, you. I also give it to Cam. I think that especially when I asked you the question about your favorite scene, you like went ham on it. So um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no. I really liked the inclusion of that question. By the way, it was a very good question. All right. So with this one, I'm sorry, guys. I gotta go with PJ on this one. Just yeah. because of you're how... a simp. Not Just because not, he's not... an editor. Oh wait, that's not technical, right? That Are is technical. technical? Yeah. <laughs> just just because he's an editor. You no, know? no, because of how how well he explained the editing techniques and how that adds to the comic booky feel of the film and essentially how it imp- makes the film stand out from other comic book adaptations because it feels like a living, breathing comic book. Yeah, just because you're an editor. <sighs> All right. All right. <laughs> I'm section, section four, a soundtrack. John. John, too. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't hear you guys. So, well, um, what was category again? Soundtrack, right? Soundtrack, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. I totally blanked out. Soundtrack is going to Cam as well. Thank you. Sorry, PJ. I love you. Mm-hmm. We'll have makeup sex later. It's okay. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> I actually have to disagree. Oh my um, god. Fuck you. I, I, I'm I love the Rocky Horror soundtrack. Like, it is... It is... came for me. Um, so... I just realized I said came and not come. <laughs> <laughs> my god. I don't know if no, we that I thought you said king. I just kind of went with it. <laughs> Alright, so... Um, but yeah. I was going to say PJ just because um, I've never seen PJ talk about Brie Larson in a positive way. Like, never in my life. <laughs> and I've known <laughs> this for years that they only talk about movies. And this Brie movie Larson is no exception for Brie Larson. Like, how Into the Woods Brie is my Larson. only exception for James like, Corden. There's literal, like... 30-minute conversations that PJ and I have had about how much we hate Brie Larson. But I literally this, don't remember a single one of these conversations. PJ, it's okay. We get it. You're popular. Um, but yeah, what? PJ did a great job with all that. So, Point goes to PJ? Yeah. Okay. Um, once again, I am the tiebreaker. Wow. Mm-hmm. So with this one... Yes, you are. I'm sorry, I, I gotta go with Cam on this one. Like, I, I love grunge. I, lo- I love the grunge rock and how PJ explained that. But I, I'm a sucker for show tunes, and Cam just did a great job explaining how, how, how much of a great musical it is and how resonant it is with people. Because it's not just music for the sake of music, it's music that has a point in society. This point goes to Cam. Alright, um, well, honestly, Cam, no, Cam just won. No. 
And okay. We don't want to talk about impact. We don't even need to talk about impact. Uh, okay, you know? the lightning round impact. Okay, John, go. Um, considering PJ's remark on Guardians of the Galaxy and such, <laughs> it's gonna have and to go to Tam for me. And then okay. continue the joke with Ferris Bueller. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna give it to Cam. I'm sorry. I, this is a place for no simps. Okay. Okay. This one <laughs> is, is gonna be very very difficult. Um, it, I, I'm sorry. I have to go against the status quo. I'm kidding. It's Cam because just the way. <laughs> don't, she, because, don't even say because it was, a, was even, no. Was just no because of how no because of how resonant it is no, with the LGBTQ no. community. I need it. Don't even. This is how important. Peter, it is. You I, I think he's a sore loser. No. 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 Oh, man. Hey, so hey. yeah, I, I give it, I give Cam uh, the point because how she PJ, explained how it's PJ. important to the LGBT community. I'm a man. PJ, I'm a man. it's okay. I'm okay. a man. No, no. It's okay, Paul. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh. So, uh, taking everything into account and this episode's wonderful events, it is safe to say that Cam is the winner of today's debate. This was absolutely the best episode yet. Yeah, this is probably this is probably my favorite one to edit. Uh, I feel like this fun. one we had we were more just us hanging out instead of yeah, which is trying just, to isn't sound that the like point cool of a podcast to join yes. in a conversation with other people. So Rima, hit us with that recommendation. Oh, I'm excited. Not, it's not really like okay, the movie is very straightforward and in your face, and I think That's none okay. of you will like it. Um, is it mid-90s? It it's literally <laughs> a girl version of it called Skate Kitchen. I love um, Skate Kitchen! I have not seen this film. But no, I've, I've, never, I've okay. never heard of it. Where can we Skate stream Kitchen it? is far superior to mid-90s. Yeah, I I love Skate Kitchen. Um, Do I do I just, do I I just say anything about it yet, or do I wait for the just next episode? Just say where we can stream it, and like a general... Oh, uh, okay, you can, you can watch it on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Okay. It's not really up for interpretation. It's kind of just like... In your face story. It's fun. Um, yeah, it's basically about this teenage girl who goes from Long Island to New York City, and yes. she just um befriends a group of skaters, and she just goes throughout her life, and she tries to find herself um through the course of events. And skating is very, very, it's an escape for her, I guess. Um, Why is every skate film the same? Because I can't explain to you how. Like literally, I. Skate. I don't even get me started about how much I love skating. I will literally. Just... <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of like it's a superior female version of mid nineties. Yes. So. All right. So is that it for today's episode? All right, everybody. That's sure. it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening to us. Just be chaotic for two hours, or maybe like next an hour time and a half. we're gonna watch another. We're gonna watch another two movies and argue them. What movies you'll so have to tune in to find it's out. It's gonna be. Um, Pulp Fiction Kill Bill versus Kill Bill. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I think that's Andres versus Cam yes. again. Quentin yep. Tarantino versus Quentin Tarantino. Foot versus foot. <laughs> so tune yep. in. Same same place where you listen to this. Yep, yeah. or a different place. Or, you know, um, we're, we're on YouTube and Spotify. YouTube and Spotify. Wow. You can, Two different yeah. platforms. All right. Uh, so uh, thanks for thanks watching, for everybody. Uh, next episode, my recommendation, you're not going to want to miss it. Because unlike all of these other kids, I'm actually going to recommend a like a film that I want to watch. Is um, it Rocky Horror? It's not Rocky Horror. It's not a film we've already watched it's together. High School Musical too. It's not High School Musical. Oh, I know. Musical. Please. 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 Yes.
I know what movie it is. What so movie go to runthegauntlet.com. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, guys, I'm telling you, why don't we just review eatspin.com? Stop. I don't think we should. Stop. Okay. What? Well, with that, uh, Rainbow, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, thanks, thanks for watching, for watching everybody. Look up everybody. We love um, As Bill and Ted said in the 1989 what? film, Bill no. and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. 69, dude. Good night. No. Party on. We love PJ, you. I think what? you should say that again. Why is there a going around in circles? Okay. I think you should say your quote again. I'm, I'll I'm say stopping it again. the recording. Okay. No, I think we're okay. Then we're good.